comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a, not just a new episode of Nerds United, but a very special episode going back to the Nerds United roots, which makes sense because we're closing in on the 10th anniversary of the podcast. And if I would have had uh, co-host of the year Mike Luther around from the beginning, instead of being on episode 320 something, we'd be on episode 500. 20 something. That's just the kind of consistency that Mike brings to the show. But uh, Mike's off for this episode. And, and and as I mentioned, we're getting back to Greg and the creator. It, it's not as catchy as Nerds United, uh, but I digress. And, and not only that, it's it's new comic book day uh, across, you know, where most of comic books uh, uh, hit the stores. And for the first time in a long time, we're back on YouTube. I can't say it's going to last, but at least for now, uh, I'm, I'm very excited to welcome for the first time since 2000, and I believe, find the exact day, here we go, uh, 2017. It was a September. Oh, what a night. Uh, but uh, welcome back to Nerd United to uh, uh, my longtime uh, acquaintance and friend, uh, Jason Copeland. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Thank you for joining me. You have been very busy uh, the last month or so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the PR machine never stops. <laughs> now, the first time we were here, uh, let's kind of remind the listeners, it was back episode 83. And as I mentioned, that was six years ago. And uh, we, we'd only been doing the show. Nerds United at that point was only around uh, for about four years. 83 episodes in four years. You do the math. We missed a few weeks, took a few, uh, little bit of time off, uh, but we were uh, together at that time largely to talk about Kill All Monsters, which was a compendium that you uh, did the art for, uh, released uh, wherever comic books are found through Dark Horse, um, and I feel like you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you jumped right out of that project into a project that we're, we're going to spend the bulk of uh, this week talking about, uh, but let, let's turn the calendar back uh, to 2017 and kill all monsters and the reception that you received for that book. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, it was uh, something that Mike and I had been working on for quite a while. We kickstarted the first half and then, um, and then after through me working doing some stuff at Dark Horse, uh, the editor that I was working with, on on that stuff uh, kind of asked you know what else do you have and we said well we've got kill all monsters that that michael and i are making and uh he's like oh let's do it so we ended up taking that that first uh book that mike and i did which is 126 pages something like that and then uh finishing off essentially the first story uh for that group of people and that wasn't like another 200 and something pages that I drew for that. The book ended up being like 368 pages or something, something crazy. And, uh, and yeah, and the, the people that knew it from the beginning, the, the first book that Mike put out and then uh, Mike and I put out and then following us through and getting the dark horse stuff. So we actually had a 
a really strong launch for that book because um, the people were, uh, you know, with us for, for all those years. And uh, yeah, so that was great. It was it was fantastic. And the book turned out fantastic, like the actual object. Um, you know, it's a nice hardcover uh, landscape. It it's it was a really nice book. Uh, like a whole package was very nice. Yeah. I, I keep looking uh, off camera because I have the book. I just think it's upstairs uh, <laughs> in the twins closet. Now, last time we talked, there were no twins. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and and the room that they are asleep in right now, it, it's here in the central time zone, as I joke with uh, some of my friends, uh, God's favorite time zone. Uh, it's it's after nine o'clock. They're in bed asleep. But their room used to be the comic room where when I would attempt to organize all my comic books, uh, they were just sprawled out. And the, a few months before the twins were born, my wife said, you know, of course, she's four or five months pregnant and she says either you clean it or i clean it and you know what happens if i clean it so uh all the comics uh, at least at the time got uh, bagged boarded and boxed so everything is safe it's just i can't get to it right now to uh, you know vanna white everything for our uh, our lovely viewing audience so. well i've got one over there too but i'm just too lazy to get up <laughs> i pre <coughs> as, as a as a fellow lazy individual i can appreciate that well, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, not a little bit, we're going to talk uh, the bulk of, of this show about what you're working on, or have been working on, really what you devoted uh, the last several years of your life to. Uh, in the concept of uh, betting on yourself, you went, dare I say, full <laughs> tilt. Yeah, cue the music. Bunch. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, this one was uh, was a book that, I didn't know that I had it in me, and uh, but I had a gap in my schedule after Kill All Monsters finished, and I was just sort of thinking, well, what should I do? And uh, yeah, uh, just kind of got pushed. My, my wife kind of pushed me and said, you know, now's a good time to see if you've got that story, uh, you know, ready to go. And uh, so I just, yeah, just started doing it. And uh, yeah, five years, fast, fast forward five years, and here we are. <laughs> And and I'm 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 doing things that I've never done uh, with a guest. This sounds weird yeah, or, or mildly inappropriate, so I apologize. But uh, I'm I'm with this program that I'm still trying to figure out. I get to do fun things like this if it works. It's not working. Hey, oh, here we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that! A banner. Nice. I like it. And uh, and and don't worry. We're gonna make the uh, link available in in the description in the write-up for this so you can check it out nerds united uh or jittermonkey.com as well as youtube where the show will be uh, made clear for everybody and when we talk about full tilt i've been reading some obviously i've been following it we've been you know facebook friends for years going back to kill all monsters so i've been following this uh from its inception <laughs> and 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 i've really enjoyed the ride because it, it's such a, an insight into the process, right? And mm -hmm. unlike uh, other you know projects that you've worked on in the past, I mean, you're you're not just doing the art for this, but this whole concept, story, illustration, everything, it's all out of your brain. So, how does that process differ? I guess maybe the the first question, and also probably the easiest question, is how does that process differ from working with Mike or, or working with other collaborators? Oh. 
Well, yeah, generally speaking, when I work with other people, um, I don't have, oh, I don't really have an input into uh, what, what the story is about. Um, not so, I mean, Mike's open for me to, to suggest things, but generally speaking, uh, scripts just get handed to me and I, and I draw them. So, uh, so this is, this is very different because I could, I, I'm writing for myself and right. I, I'm writing, uh, the scenes and the, and the, and the characters that I want to see and I want to draw. So this book really kind of stems from, um, well, I need to, to kind of get my own, uh, you know, my own vision out, but also, uh, just to draw cool stuff. <laughs> That's, you know, th there's nothing in this book that, uh, I was like, Oh, I got to draw that. It was like, Oh, I get to draw that. Right, so, right. Uh, uh, so that was a big change for me was, was knowing that every page was going to be something that I really wanted to draw, whether it was a, just a talking scene or it was a chase scene or a fight scene or, or any, any kind of scene. Um, I mean, I, it came from me and, if I wasn't excited about writing it, then I sure it wouldn't be there. And I sure as heck would want to draw it if I wasn't excited about writing it. So, um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the main difference is that, uh, is that I, was going to sound bad, but I was really excited to draw this. <laughs> well, maybe the next question will be, uh, I don't know if it'd be easier or harder to, uh, answer when, when you're given a script, you're getting something of an outline and, and you may, I don't want to say parameters, but you're being told, you know, like, here's, here's the story. Here's the scene. Does that, is it easier or more difficult to, when, when you're creating the scenes? Uh, and, and I only ask that because again, having followed, uh, some of these, I know the countless whiteout pens that, <laughs> that you went through and, and a lot of changes that are made along the way. So, so is it, is it easier, or more difficult when, when, uh, when you're drawing for yourself? Uh, I would probably say that it was easier because, um, because I'm not worried about pleasing anybody. It sounds a little weird. Uh, you know, an artist, probably should just be drawing to please themselves anyways but uh when i do collaborate with people i'm concerned with with their reaction or their mm -hmm. you know if they're if i don't if i'm not feeling the energy off them uh that they're enjoying it then that kind of brings me down and then that kind of destroys some of my energy so uh so when i'm when i'm drawing for myself you know it's uh or just creating on my own, then it's it's uh, it's much easier to maintain that energy and be excited by it. Yeah, the full tilt has been again. It's a story that you've been wanting to tell. It's a story that that was in your head that that essentially you know over the course of the last several years burrowed its way out and and found its way on paper. What over the course of the what, what do you think four years that you've been working four or five years. Uh, it's definitely been five years. Five years, yeah. over the course of, of the five years, what's the longest stretch that you just stepped away from from the table? Like, you know what, I I gotta I gotta put it down. I've got be it vacation or or it, it's starting to piss me off. At you know things aren't working out maybe creatively. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, was it was it one day? Was it two weeks? You know, what's the longest that you just left the project alone just to clear your head? That's a good question. Um, well, because uh, <laughs> this is sort of my full-time job, 
I have I had a tough time ever really pulling myself away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we did go on a couple vacations over the course of those five years. So I might have been sketching or something, but, um, you know, I would have maybe let, you know, maybe a week or, or a week and a half or something away from from actually doing it. Um, but when I'm at home, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe be able to step away for a day. I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just like, you know, so many of us, you have a family as well. Uh, and I know, again, that, you know, through uh, uh, watching, but I don't mean that in a weird way. But, you know, like your your son's grown up quite a bit in the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big guy. <laughs> he, he's taller than me now, which is just crazy to think about. You, you can always look back and be like, son, before I started Full Tilt, you were smaller than me. And after Full Tilt, well... <laughs> yeah no, he he's actually already brought that up <laughs> he's very aware of how long it's taken me <laughs> oh yeah this, you know similarly i can say that pre-full tilt uh, i only had one child and one son and post-full tilt i have three boys now so um well let's get into you know kind of the meat of the story and, and having you know seen some of your your professional colleagues and, and friends who are in the business uh commenting on it and i, I don't want to i'm not going to name names but I, f- I feel like one of them had a very interesting description on on how you, you know their takeaway me of of full to like a sci-fi noir um tell, tell us just a little bit about the story and again 308 pages uh it's in, it's quite an undertaking but tell me a little bit about you know the the full tilt universe all right well it's set in the f- future it's about 200 years in the future and um and it's it takes place in a in a in a kind of a mega city like uh uh named new manhattan and um the story is essentially about loyalty um, and uh, and some of the things that that uh, that people have to go through to maintain loyalty and and that um, you know and the the balance between uh, eth- <laughs> ethics and and that sort of thing. It, it's a it's an action. It doesn't sound like it, but it's an action story. Uh, it, it's a thinker. There's there's some thinking stuff in there, but it's it's an action story. I mean, full tilt kind of. It should be an action story with a title like that, and um, and it's it's essentially the uh, about uh, Mosmo Miller, the main character, who um, who uh, is uh, uh, a conciliary of uh, one of the crime families of the of New Manhattan. There's five crime families that essentially rule everything, and uh, and he's the conciliary to one of the Dons. And um, and during uh, a meeting of all of the heads of the five crime families there's an assassination event that kills all of the uh all of the uh, crime family heads and um mazimo there he's the last one standing and so everyone uh all of the crime families uh the new leaders are looking to, to him as as the essentially the culprit and uh it's on him now to uh to get away and uh clear his name and find out who who the real killers or killer was and um and yeah and and so it's a it's a it's a mix of uh crime uh noir uh it's uh it's 
kind of as people have said it's like the godfather meets the warriors in a in a uh in a blade runner setting so it's it's futuristic yet it uh it it, it harbors back to to like a godfather sort of era with the with that sort of um the loyalty and the and the structure of a of a crime family and that sort of thing um yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a sprawling tale for sure uh it has lots of cool stuff and it's got uh, uh gladi- gladiators fighting to the death it's got to flying cars it's got flying <laughs> bikes it's got all sorts of uh strange um tech and that sort of thing um but at the heart of it it's it's uh it's an action film or action it's an action comic that uh that has has some heart in it but i can't really talk about that because that that's sort of a spin in the story that i that i uh i don't really want to i don't really want to tip my hat to <laughs> well well the the little freudian slip there uh we see a lot of comic properties uh intellectual properties these days uh being adapted to a screen be it the big screen or uh you know, I don't want to say dissected, but broken up. You know, as a, a serial from, you know, the boys to uh, Paper Girls to um, Sweet Tooth. That, I mean, r- literally, that list goes on and on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you said, uh, you know, that the the film aspect is not to say that you've got uh, red carpet aspirations, but <laughs> when when you you mentioned, you know, you do you you mentioned you know Godfather and Blade Runner and and some people will look at the art and draw some Sin City comparisons. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. There could it be adapted? I mean, is is it is it <laughs> is it um, is it flexible enough to to be yeah. viewed in other medium? Yeah, I think um, I'm usually not one that really um, uh, likes the idea of creating a. a a, a comic solely to sell it to another as another thing. And the, this book is definitely is a comic 100%. Uh, but it is very cinematic. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the influences that uh, were kind of working on me while I was making this were from the, from film. Uh, but I mean, it is a, it's a comic in, mm-hmm. in my, my brain. It's 100% a comic. Now getting back to your question I could totally see this as a movie. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think it would make a series at all, yeah. but, um, but again, that's, it's, that wasn't any of the, that wasn't my main goal at all. Uh, I, I honestly, I would be just had a story I, you, you had to get out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, and you know, the, the, one of the things about doing this book was that it was a, it was a chance for me to sort of explore um, what I might have to say about stuff. I actually, had a very uh very um loose outline when i started and and i kind of worked my way and chiseled my way into a story um and i kind of learned that i actually did have something to say which was kind of cool because when i started i didn't know if i actually had anything so um so this was a great way for me to sort of figure out what 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 it was that i wanted to say about specific things um, like love and loyalty and that sort of thing. So uh, it was a chance to actually kind of discover stuff about myself and and some of the things that I think about internally that I might not have really actually 
thought about till the moment I wrote this thing. So, in in that creative process, uh, again, you know, as we we talk more often than not, you've you've got a collaborator, and so the first uh, ink is theirs. You know, writing down or, or typing it out, something like that. How how much did you have written before you started doing the art? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had um, I had I had a, an, an outline uh, that that I figured was about 120 pages worth of of story, and uh, and so I from that outline I. I there were scenes that I that I had in my head that I knew that I wanted to draw, and what I ended up doing was just I had designed characters, and I got them into the room and and put them in the setting and just sort of let them talk. And what I did was I wrote down the the the, the book is the script was essentially all written in dialogue, um, because I didn't really need to tell myself what the scenes were, uh, or you know give panel descriptions of angles or anything sure. like that. Um, so really what it turned out to be was like, oh, I need to put these two characters together for this scene. You know, here's the goal of the scene and then have the two of them just talk it out. And so I would write it down the dialogue from that. And so for doing that, I learned about the characters more. And then as I learned more about the characters, I realized, oh, they they have more of a backstory that, they, mm-hmm. that needs to be fleshed out or the, there's a there's some sort of um, connection or disagreement or whatever between these characters. We need maybe need to talk about that or figure out how that fits into the story. And so even though I had a really uh, loose beginning, eventually I kind of chiseled it in and figured out exactly what it was that these characters wanted and, and, and how they related to one another and, and, you know, and then fit it all into a story. I had never written anything this length, so this was a whole new experience for me. And um, and I was drawing, I was drawing as I was doing that. Um, and so the scene, a bunch of the scenes were drawn, and and I got to a point where I had all these scenes, and um, that I really liked. And then I got a little freaked out because I didn't know exactly how they all connected in the grand scheme of things. So after about two years of drawing, I actually stopped drawing and I sat down and I got all my stuff together, all my Google docs, all my handwritten pages, all the stuff that's in the margins on the pages. And, uh, and I brought it all together and I sat and I wrote a script. Um, and, uh, and like I say, that might sound like a no brainer to most people. Well, you know, why didn't you start there? But I having, being a visual thinker, um, uh, and and never having really written anything, I didn't really know exactly w- what my process was. So uh, once I started, I had the outline, and I had these characters, and I had these scenes, and I started drawing. I got excited about the, all of that, and um, and I got kind of s- seduced by the art, and uh, <laughs> and and then I got to a point about, like I say, about two years in, about 180 odd pages. I was like, oh no. Uh, you know, how does this all fit together? So I stopped drawing and I, for a year I sat and I wrote the script and I got it into a, a, a form that I thought was pretty solid, but I definitely was too close to it. So I brought in an editor, James Powell, who actually did some editing for Killer Monsters. And uh, he's uh, he's a tough character, that guy. He, he, he won't give me an easy out. So, uh, which was perfect. And so I handed him this thing and he, 
he went through it for a couple of days and it was a nerve wracking couple of days because I had no idea if he was going to tear it apart or I uh, had, yeah, just was like, Oh geez, here we go. And uh, he got back to me and he had some notes, but overall he said it was pretty solid and was pretty solid from James Powell means that it, it's pretty good. So, uh, so once I had, you know, looked at his notes and, and kind of re reworked a few things that he suggested, I jumped back into the drawing. So it was sort of two years of drawing slash writing, a year of writing, and then two years of drawing. So that's my five-year total right there. And um, yeah, and you know, like I say, I <laughs> it's not a way somebody should write a book or make a book, <laughs> but it was the way that I had to write it and I had to make it because I didn't have any other way to do it. So it just happened. Uh, I will say my next one, I will write uh, the script before I start drawing because there's a number of pages that I drew that uh, I had to scrap because uh, there were scenes that just got taken out or or changed or I had to add a character or whatever. So there's plenty of work that I did that no one will ever see. Um, but again, that had to happen for me to get to where I got to. Talking about you know the the writing element of it, and and I know you said it was is mostly you know dialogue based, but did you like what kind of uh, research did you do, or did you have to do any as far as um, I mean we've all seen the Godfather movies, but uh, as far as like finding the inner workings of of a of a mob family or you know, things, did you did any research go into that, or did you just it, I don't say you know like pull it out thin air but did you just take hey in my universe this is how things work yeah i i i did when i first started because i didn't know if i had a in um with with the character i i felt i needed to know a little bit about about him i did look up uh organized crime and and uh and kind of how the uh the italian uh mob families were were structured and who reported to who and and uh, what their jobs were that sort of thing. I wouldn't say that I did a deep dive. I did enough to kind of get my head around what this character would probably have to do or would have to think about. But um, you know, other than the things that are in pop popular culture, mm -hmm. uh, a few articles that I read about uh, about the crime families, New York crime families, and the structure that was about the extent of my of my research. Um, because again, like you, like you alluded to, it's my world, it's set in the future. Um, so that, that was one reason why I did it is that I could get away with a lot more setting it in the future than, um, than making it like current or, mm -hmm. or even like 20 years from now, uh, going 200 years, you know, all things are off the table at that point. So, um, yeah, so I, that was about the extent of my research. But which is it i feel you know it, on the outside looking in maybe the the appropriate amount like you don't have to deep dive into you know all the you know behind the scenes politics but i feel like if there was like a glaring error it might be something that takes the reader out of the story you know yeah yeah i um i don't think that there's anything that uh that i've done that will really trip anyone up i don't think i was kind of careful <laughs> Now, you've been uh, gracious enough to share some of the art uh, of Full Tilt uh, with me. And I, it, if I put, uh, put up a picture, would you mind kind of describing a little bit about that scene? I can certainly try. All right. First of all, <laughs> we got to start with this one because I, I've heard famously uh, Batman the Animated Series 
a lot of the art was done on like uh, black uh, paper. Okay. Uh, helped helped to kind of create and cultivate that that Gotham being dark uh, atmosphere. Hmm. We see this, and <laughs> and th- there's a lot of negative space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you you didn't have dark paper. You just used went through a lot of pencils, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I will say that I, I think I cheated on half of that. Half of that is just digital fill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there are definitely pages that, um, have a lot of black, like actual black ink on it. Yeah. This might be one of them. Yeah. That's all there. Yeah. What, what are we seeing here? Is this a uh, part of the city or. Yeah. So this is, so I've got a 22 page. Uh, run of so I've got 11 20 uh, sorry I got 11 um, double pagers that all connect um, to one another so that it's not one big image but it's it's one scene that that the at, at the end of one at the end of a one two pager it actually matches up so they they, they do move along um, so that is that one there was the very last two pages. Oh, okay. Of the thing. And so that is the end of the, the sort of the result of the chase scene that, that happened through the city. Um, that giant structure is the monastery. So there's a monastery within the middle of the city that um, hasn't been, uh, hasn't been accessible for close to 200 years. So, um, so what that is, is that, is that, that, that's a later scene. Uh, it's a later area that uh, that some major stuff happens in. That uh, is actually a, cleverly alluded to on the on uh, early, very early on. It's it's in the background. It's it's almost always in the background of these scenes through through different areas of the city. Uh, one thing that I actually was pretty proud of myself with is that in each section of the city, so each section that's run by a different crime family. I have different architecture in each of those uh, areas. So, um, so there's like brutalist and, and uh, you know, like traditional brick and mortar and weird sci-fi uh, Tron type buildings, um, sleek and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So the, the monastery is, is set is another area of the, of the city that is sort of its own thing. And, and, Call me out if I'm way off base, but as I'm picturing what you're saying about each crime family has their own, you know, each each section has its own definitive uh, architecture. To to the listeners and the viewers, I'm I'm over here saying like, think Zootopia. Mm, haven't seen it. Okay, well, it's a Disney movie. If you had younger kids, you. would <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I'm not gonna spend any time on that. Um, I know, all I know is that as as you were continuing to build this eleven page twenty two page, it's th- eleven two page spreads. So yeah, right. 20, 22 pages. <laughs> and, and, and as it's going on, and, yeah. and you're sharing a picture, you know, a, a, a portion every other day, something like that on Facebook, you're like, man, I really hate the writer. <laughs> <laughs> like who oh, does this to the artist that's, that's all tongue-in-cheek I, I have to tell you i actually love two-page spreads um and i should should mention for people that 
maybe aren't seeing, you know, they, they can't see this or whatever. But my two page spreads generally aren't one just one big image like Kirby would do. Um, it's usually it has a major image, but then I'll have inset panels or I'll have broken broken that that one image up into different things to for for um you know for storytelling purposes for pacing that sort of thing so there's not always uh one giant image so um but and i, I really enjoy uh working on in that format it's it's kind of the same as kill All monsters kill All monsters is a landscape book mm -hmm. and there's just something about a landscape canvas that i like more than a portrait canvas um it's from my brain just seems to 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 do compositions uh easier i find doing compositions on that on that sort of format which is just weird because it's the exact same shape it's just that the reading experience goes you know left to right generally right. speaking so when you've got a longer canvas to bring people down i feel is is i wouldn't say more difficult but it's just less i like i like being able to go back and forth. And so having that expansive canvas is is something that just seems to work for me in my brain. And uh, yeah, so I, even though I was cursing the writer, uh, you know, it was actually the artist that was saying, let's, let's put another two page thread in here. <laughs> uh, for, as I mentioned, you know, five years, I've, I've been watching this unfold and came to the penultimate moment where, all right, Everything's done. Everything's essentially digitized. I know you, you were spending hours and days by the scanner, putting everything in, cleaning up, you know, all the pencil lines, etc. And and it came time to launch the uh, crowdfunding campaign. And yep. we mentioned at the, at the top of the show uh, Kickstarter, but I've seen more and more that comic creators are are moving away from kickstarter and specifically full tilt is available campaign is live now uh there as people are hearing this uh, at, at the end of may there are eight days left but yeah. zoop is it zoop i see on on my side it's zoop.gg is it zoop.com if somebody just wanted to no it's dot gg I it is dot gg is, but check yeah. that out yeah <laughs> and of course we'll have the link uh available uh in the description in, in the website on Facebook so that everybody can check out they still have time to uh, look at full tilt um, but what what demanded the the change or maybe the evolution of the crowdfunding uh, platform for, from Kickstarter to zoop well um, yeah I because it was always going to be a crowdfunded book uh, when I started zoop actually didn't didn't exist so i'd always i'd always i even catch myself saying that i'm kickstartering my book which i'm not i'm zooping it but um <laughs> sounds so much dirtier i know isn't that great um so so it was one of those things where i'm like oh i'm gonna have to do it on kickstarter and then uh when i got a couple years in um and i started realizing that uh that it, the book was again the book was supposed to be about 120 pages when i started and then it grew and it grew and it grew and and I, it wasn't written in a way that could get broken up into individual issues mm -hmm. or even into trades. It was one big book. So as it got to be sort of unwielding, um, 
I started thinking to myself, I really don't want to do the the crowdfunding part of it, like the the fulfillment and and even finding a printer and, and all that sort of. I'm Canadian, so you know, uh, dealing with stuff across the border and and having stuff shipped or it was just like, oh, that's not really what I want to do. Um, Zoop for me is is a company that will will find the printer, deal with the printer, deliver my files to them, have it printed. The books get shipped to Zoop and then they do the fulfillment. So essentially once I give them my final files, um, I'm it's done for me. I don't have to do any of that other stuff, um, which is very, very seriously the strong point for me. And my wife uh, loves that because I would be uh, just, uh, I'd be horrible to live with until it was all taken care of. So point of order. I feel like there's one thing you will have to do what's that and that sign some of these that yeah are, so are, so what's what's going to happen is that uh they're we're actually going to get the the pages that i that i uh, sign and i do the remarked sketches on we get them printed they get mailed to me i do all that stuff here draw on all of the individual pages and sign on the individual pages and send them back and then then they get shipped to the printer oh wow when, when the binding starts so those those will actually get bound into the book um, yeah, so, so even though that's one of the reasons why there's a delay, uh, from the end of the campaign to when stuff will move forward is, is that the stuff has to get, those pages have to get printed and sent to me. I have to do all my stuff. I have to do, uh, I think it's 50 sketches. Um, and then, then I package all that up and it gets sent back to the Zoop guys who then send it to the printer and then they start doing the binding and, and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, so there, that's that's the workaround for that. Instead of shipping books up here, and then <laughs> books back, which would essentially just be uh, a financial ruin. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna that's the workaround for that. Well, that's that's tremendous. Uh, and look, let's let's address the elephant in the room, shall we? Okay. <laughs> it has, it, and it's a great elephant. Uh, but this campaign has been live for what the beginning of may correct it yeah it's 20 i think it just hit three weeks today 20 20 days or 21 days i'm not you know you were i i before we talk about where it's at currently (laughs) what were your expectations going going to to crowdfunding again you you've been in the industry uh you have you know collaborators colleagues friends in the industry people who've helped you know maybe spread the word but what what were your expectations when you hit you know go live or or begin campaign you know three weeks ago well to be 100 percent honest with you i actually thought that um that the goal which is ten thousand dollars would be something that i would be struggling to hit with with even days left i i honestly thought that uh that i would be out in the socials crying and pleading and and selling selling my only child uh that you know to get to get the book over the line um it, hey if you it, depending on the day i've got one or two to spare <laughs> uh, well mine's, <laughs> mine's all going off to college so they probably don't want them anymore <laughs> um two of mine are yeah. still in diapers so 
Oh, well, then there you go. It's like starting, <laughs> starting fresh. Uh, this, it was, it was, I had, I had, I had high expectations, uh, but, uh, but, you know, very tempered at the same time. <laughs> Cause I think $10,000 is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, uh, raising ten thousand dollars is no is no small feat. Um, so, when I when that when it went live, I was just like, oh man, I sure hope it's it's uh, you know I'm not I'm not I'm not down to the last you know two hours hoping you know getting getting somebody. This is all I always joke about getting uh, getting like a friend to 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 bid some uh, to get a high high priced tier to push me <laughs> over the top like that's honestly it was just like oh god maybe my wife will have to you know buy a buy a page from me so that we make it was it was it an all or nothing like you have to hit the goal or yeah okay yeah not i'm trying to think because there are there are some crowdfunding yeah. platforms yeah. that you kind of can you know keep what you make along the way but i think kickstarter you have to hit a goal right and then yeah and then I zoop think- requires a uh, hitting a spot yes yes yeah i i believe there are a few there's definitely one that's attached to the wrong type of people that will also do that um but uh, to me that just that's setting myself up for a real problem mm-hmm. i think that if you set a goal while i set a goal so that that the the books and the shipping and everything will be taken care of and it won't cost me anything i, I mean i was looking at at like breaking even essentially um and so to not make the goal would only put me in a financial you know that would put me in a in a spot that i wouldn't that i wasn't uh, that i'm not prepared to do um so so yeah so so if i if i asked for ten thousand i only got seven i wouldn't want that money because uh i i just have to come up with the three (laughs) sure sure well well let's uh Let's tell people where you are right now. Three weeks in, um, as people are hearing this, eight days to go. Yeah, you, you, you hit the ten thousand. I did, yeah. And now you're close to forty. Yeah, yeah, I am. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, yeah. I one hundred percent believe that uh, that that is awesome. <laughs> There's no, there's no way around that. I honestly, I was just, I was blown away. We mm-hmm. it funded in an hour. Isn't that um, crazy? Yeah. And, uh, and I still, I still kind of can't believe it. Um, yeah. And I'm, it, I am very grateful for everybody that's uh, backed it. That's tweeted about it. That's uh, posted about it is put me on their podcast. Um, it's all fantastic. And, and, you know, it's because of the people that have come out and supported me that this book's being made. So, uh, you know, I appreciate every single person that that's helped me along the way. I just want to say, uh, I, I'm foolish. Uh-oh. It, no, let me, cause I, I, I'd be like, Hey Jason, what are you doing tomorrow night? I'd be like, man, I am busy. What are you doing uh, next Wednesday? I'm busy. I'm doing this podcast, doing this other show. So it is not for lack of, interest or desire on my part to have you on earlier but man you've been out there hitting it and yeah. when when you're when you when you hit the goal in the first you said hour yeah and when you know obviously that's a, a huge uh, bit of momentum kicking things off because at that point you can take a breath right you, you <laughs> yeah. don't have to worry you don't have to worry about you know 
being 70% there, boom, you're there. Now you're that times four. What what does that mean to you as, from, as a creator? I mean, this is something that you've, you've yeah. put your heart and soul in for five years. Yeah. Tell me about you know where are you at emotionally in the in the response that that people that you know most of which you don't know and will probably never meet yeah but but they are are so interested in in this project that they're you know I mean they're they've they they've shown out for you yeah oh it's it's pretty humbling uh, uh, uh yeah i i honestly don't even know how to thank people um i i was expecting to be very um yeah to, <laughs> i thought i thought down the down the wire here i was just gonna be uh yeah i was just gonna be destroyed by by the amount of work and and uh, and stuff that i put into it and having it maybe or maybe not making it um for so for it to to fund right away is is huge for me um and it helps me realize that that i did take a chance on myself with this i um you know having never really written anything for myself and to, to i i didn't take any paying jobs i i essentially took myself out of work for hire um i turned stuff down uh, quite a few times while I was doing this book. And it's mainly because uh, I decided that I was going to bet on myself and, uh, and, and see, see where it led. So for people coming out like this and supporting the book is huge for me because it feels like I've made the right decision and that, uh, that moving forward, I can do this again and, uh, and continue to sort of get my, my singular vision out there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, tell the stories that that are hiding in underneath this hat here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm excited by it. I, I'm a little uh, I'm a little overwhelmed though, uh, in a good way. I think that it's fantastic, and uh, and I appreciate every every single one that that's done something to help me get here. Kill all monsters was uh, kind of what it sounds. You know. I, Correct me, you know, kaiju, you know, monsters, giant robots. Mm -hmm. uh, this has an element of sci-fi, but it's a lot more, you know, uh, deeper layered than just saying sci-fi. Uh, you know, it, it's, you know, love and loyalty, uh, respect and integrity. What do you feel like for, from from the art side? Like, is there a genre that's, that's really your niche or can you, like your next project, could it be, you know, I, I hate to even bring up like capes and cowls or, or are, are you, do you have a certain comfort level in, you know, the, the, the more, I don't know, sci-fi sci sci action aspect? Yeah, I think that sci-fi is sort of where, is essentially where I, uh, I live in terms of uh, story creation. Um, it, I think it will always be a part of, of the stories that I want to tell. I've already started to think of my next book, um, which is still a ways off because Mike and I are going to do some more Kill All Monsters in the meantime. But it's already started with a sci-fi bent. So that that's something that I, it feels very comfortable in, and helps me generate ideas. And I think this is one of the things I like about sci-fi, and I think I touched upon it earlier, is that setting it in the future uh, 
opens the door for me to be able to do anything. I don't have to worry about continuity. Uh, I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, the history or getting something right again, something wrong. Um, unless it's something that's integral to the story, uh, you know, I can kind of just fly by the seat of my pants and make up stuff as I go. And, uh, and I haven't even decided if my next story is actually going to be on earth because if, if, if it's not on earth, then everything's off the table. I can, I can do whatever I want. Um, so yeah, so I think sci-fi is, is, is essentially the first it's the first thing that comes into my brain when it's like, okay, what do you want to draw? Or what do you want to, what kind of story do you want to make? It's sci-fi seems to be it. It's limitless really, you know? I think so. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's remember that at one point, you know, boys and girls out there, the Jetsons was sci-fi set in the future. It had no rules. They could, they could change every, I mean, flying cars. We still haven't seen uh, robot. <laughs> I mean, I have a, Roomba down here. I mean, that's about the closest thing we have to a robot made. But you know, like the, there are no rules in in the creative process, and that has to be just exceptionally liberating uh, to the creative types, the use of the world. Yes, I think so. Um, but you know, it's probably because I have an interest uh, in science fictiony type things. I think if the maybe if I was more of a historical fiction bented person, I would probably focus more on World War II or, or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, that's not really where I find my entertainment, generally speaking. I, I'm usually out in the stars. <laughs> and and how freeing is it knowing that, as you mentioned, not even sure if your next you know story will take place on Earth take place at i'm not gonna say that famous line from that famous franchise but it could take place somewhere in the stars and potentially not even have a humanoid looking character in it yeah yeah i've thought about that uh i feel i feel like i need to yeah try to step away from the 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 white male uh as my protagonist but at the same time i'm a little nervous about doing anything other than that um i I, i'll have to navigate those waters when i when i when i stick my toe in there but uh um yeah uh again yeah being in on in another galaxy or another universe or whatever it opens the door to any anything so i mean i could even just have a droid, <laughs> a robot as my as my main character. We'll see. I it, like I say, I, I've uh, I've started to put a few ideas down, but it is one hundred percent malleable at this point. Those uh, the infancy of of a, a story sometimes is the most fun because it can go in so many different directions. And you used the 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 word chisel a few times back and. I, th- I don't think a lot of people realize that the the chunk of marble that Michelangelo was given uh, it had been rejected by other artists, uh, and and he took because they they deemed it to be impure. They deemed it to be uh, you know a flawed piece of stone, and from that chunk of flawed stone, he chiseled his way, carved out one of the greatest statues of all time. David and so it that beginning when 
that story can go in so many different directions and you're not sure. And then again, you, you, you start working on it. You start chiseling away and it becomes a work of art is, but it all starts at the beginning. So I, I can understand why that's the, you know, one of the more exciting times. Yeah. That's the hope anyways. <laughs> Chisel away and just have a, a, a mound of rubble. <laughs> There's always there's always pitfalls to to creativity, and you know what? Uh, if you fail, just get back up on there and, and try it again. Um, yeah. What's as we get you know to the end here? What's something that you want listeners, viewers of this to really be be that motivation, that inspiration to get them over to Zoop.gg uh, and and. What's what do you want that big takeaway uh, for Full Tilt to be to them? Oh, geez, <laughs> that's a Am- amongst all the other other great you know topics that we've talked about. That's a big that's a big question. Um, well, as it stands, to get over there and back it the the one, and I mean it's a it's a it's th- it's going to be a three hundred twenty page book. It's it's uh oversized it's a hardcover it's uh it's a passion project of mine that i've been working on for a really long time Uh, i'm really proud of it i've got uh tim daniel did the cover design he also did the full tilt logo he's doing the interior design so and tim daniel is the uh designer uh, of vault comics so vault comics are always look fantastic so it's going to be a fantastic looking book i got uh troy pateri doing the doing the lettering and uh troy does like all the top cow books he does books for dc he's done books for marvel he's he's fantastic as well so it's it's in great hands um it's going to be a fantastic object uh on its own and then it's also going to be a fantastic read with some some very uh well i hope uh (laughs) fantastic artwork i'd like you know art is art is subjective Mm -hmm. uh but uh, I've I've heard from quite a few people that they they seem to think that it's it's something special. So uh, and then on top of that, as far as my plans go, I don't do shows, I don't do conventions. Uh, I'm not going to overprint this. Uh, this is probably the only opportunity that people will have to have it in this format. Um, I have no plans for it to go anywhere else. This is sort of it. If it has life elsewhere, I highly doubt it. it's going to be an oversized hardcover book it'll probably be soft cover and regular size so if people are even remotely interested in something that is uh going to be pretty limited uh this is this would be their opportunity they've got about 10 days left uh or eight days when this thing drops Mm -hmm. that uh and then i don't know and then once that's when that once that that final buzzer rings i'd don't know if people will be able to ever get it again <laughs> so and you know what i'm kind of okay with that because um the originally when i made this book the the goal was for it to to pay for itself and for myself to have a copy of it and um and it it's gonna it's done that so if it has a life after this i mean uh that's great but that's that's not my goal it was never really my goal so um yeah uh <laughs> this might be the only opportunity people have so yeah take that take that as you may <laughs> you don't want to miss out on this opportunity for what 
Jason just uh, uh, described it to be a limited edition, oversized hardcover version of Full Tilt. Uh, I have mine uh, ordered. Woo-hoo. Paid for, and uh, I, I think paid for. I don't know if I paid for now or at the end of the, okay campaign. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah, but my mine is uh, uh, ordered. I'm excited because uh, it, I know it's going to look beautiful, uh, both on the shelf and as I'm I'm reading the story. I'm, I'm, I love that that I've been able to follow this process for mm-hmm. for five years. And so I'm very excited to see the completed work. Um, now it might take me a few weeks to get through <laughs> 320 pages is, is uh, no minor undertaking. Um, but I'm very excited to uh, read and, and look at and hold in my hands uh, the the last five years of your life, essentially, Jason. So yeah, it's kind of scary when you put it in those terms. <laughs> uh, but Sorry. it's 100% true. Yeah, it's it's the last five years of my creative life in one big, gorgeous book. Yeah. Um, um, I couldn't be happier for you for, for the way that uh, everybody turned out uh, and supported the campaign. Again, we'll have uh, links to the campaign on, on Facebook, YouTube, uh, jitterymonkey.com. I, I can't encourage you enough to go out, check it out, and flip through the campaign. Uh, if you made it all the way through here, you've heard a little bit about what the story is going to be. This is we, we always talk, uh, you know, Nerds Unite about non-spoiler. I don't, definitely don't want uh, anything spoiled for me. I, I'm, I'm excited to, again, hold it in my hands, read it, and go on that journey uh, all, all on my own. But, Jason, I just completely thrilled for you, uh, thrilled that that this labor of love uh, has has come to fruition in, in this big, big way. And, and, and very thankful and grateful that you've taken time out because I know you've been doing a lot of these shows, so I know that your wife is very uh, understanding, but she's like, where, he, again? <laughs> where, you know, the, does she understand the scope uh, of everything, I mean, you know, did, yeah. From 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 what you've been working on for the for the what looks to be you know very modest goal that that you set out for yourself and, and where is that now? Um, you know, I I know she's your number one fan and, and uh, um, yeah. Just you know, tell tell me a little bit about that about her reaction to everything. Oh well, she's yeah, she's been really supportive uh, all. Right, right from the from the beginning. I mean, it, she essentially was the one that was like, "Oh, you should, you need to do this." So, um, so she was she was in on this whole thing from from step one. Um, and I, uh, you know, this this is this is my day job, so I talk about it all the time. So she <laughs> she, she, she unfortunately has heard about a lot of this, and uh, but you know what? It's great is that she actually doesn't she she hasn't read it. Um, and she hasn't seen all of the pages. There's only like four people that have seen all the pages. So, and I've been very, very careful to make sure that, uh, that no spoilery things get out there because, right. um, because there, there are stuff that in this book that, that I, I'm hoping, uh, have people kind of going, Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. And, um, and hopefully the ending, uh, well, I, I feel the ending really nails it, but, uh, you know, that that's that's part of the secrecy of it all is that I don't want to spoil that uh, that reading uh, experience like you were saying I, I'd rather um, have people uh, excited about the book and then just dive in and experience it without uh, knowing 
pretty much anything about it. So I've been rather cagey and uh, <laughs> it probably has cost me a whole lot of people backing it. But at the same time, uh, I've done I've done more than I thought I was going to do. So uh, I, I seem to have done something okay uh, along the way. <laughs> Here at Nerds United, we have a running joke, when, especially when you talk about some of these uh, – tentpole franchises you know these blockbusters and and you know you get look look especially when they're comic book or star wars something like that i know i'm gonna go see the movie you don't have to show them you don't have to give away too much and yet that's what they do when those you know third or fourth trailers come out when they're like you know in 10 days in three days i'm like (laughs) damn i don't want to see all that so i am very appreciative of of keeping some cards close to your chest and that is what has me really excited for full tilt again i've I've been uh uh, viewing from afar so to speak uh through through social media and things like that for the last five years and i'm very excited to (laughs) to finally get it in my hand uh and be all in on full tilt so nice man well i really appreciate your support and you waiting five years <laughs> it, it you know it, we joked before we started recording that you know when i pulled up jerrymonkey.com and i typed in your name and and it, it was uh september 7th of 2017 as i mentioned at the beginning episode 83 and it said it's the podcast three or four months in the making and i <laughs> joked i said this is the episode that's about five years in the making yeah. <laughs> but but that you know what uh uh patience patience is a virtue and uh uh it's what i'm working on every day still (laughs) but uh but being able to to go on this ride with you uh for the last several years now uh has has been really fun and and for me really being able to engage uh with you and and make you know lighthearted comments and things like that on on social media on facebook (laughs) and whatnot it's been it's been really fun so i'm glad that we we finally got to to this point and uh and in a in a time that is we'll say unspecified but in the near future i'll have full tilt in my hand 320 pages i hope the fedex guy has a back brace on there um, you go yeah but uh, <laughs> but thank you jason for for coming on the show uh thank you for sharing uh all of this uh with me with with the listeners and with the viewers and uh and congratulations on the success that you've had on the campaign and we're here over the course of the next uh, week and change we'll, we'll see if we can't get you some more uh, but really it, it, thank you thank you so much oh my pleasure craig and and thanks for having me on uh yeah it's a lot of fun and and this is uh, the first time we've used this software uh for for you listeners and viewers out there this is the first time we've used this software uh for video format it, it appears to have worked. Like Jason's been here the whole time. We didn't cut. We didn't have to do anything like that. So be looking out in the not-too-distant future uh, for the co-host of the year, Mike Luther, and I to uh, bring video back. But also, uh, you know, maybe we can do live streaming events and maybe we can make you uh, viewers and listeners a part of the show as well. Uh, but this has worked. I, I can't thank Jason enough. And, and we'll be back, Mike and I, uh, here in just a couple of days for a brand new episode of Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. And, and Jason, we, uh, we always end the show uh, with those old familiar lines from a now defunct uh, movie rental franchise. So, I will say be kind, and you can say... Rewind. (laughs) That's it. Thanks so much, everybody. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. 
for more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 